0: Well, hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I wanna thank you for joining us for the Why Behind Discipleship podcast. The goal of this podcast is to address discipleship issues in the life of Grace Church and discuss how to be more fully devoted to God. In this episode, Scott Mazingo and I chat with Leanne Cavan, who serves as Grace Church's Care and Recovery Director and Executive Housing Director. Be sure to check out our podcast page at gracechurchsc.org forward slash why discipleship. On this page, you can access a summary of each episode and additional resources to help you move towards discipleship. Okay, let's jump into this episode of the Why Behind Discipleship podcast. Well, Leanne, we're glad to have you today and talking about why serving is a discipleship issue. So before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here?
1: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, I've been on staff for about 11, 12 years now. Um, I am currently in the role of our Care and Recovery Ministry Director. Um, and that includes items like divorce care, grief share, regen, mosaic, and recently housing.
0: Mm. That's great. You married?
1: I am. You've, you've, you've got kids. A long time. <laughs> a long
0: Yeah, to think about I'm that. I'm getting close to thirty. Okay. Um,
1: wow. I have two grown kids and a daughter-in-law.
0: So yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. been here yeah. since the start. I mean, or maybe
1: we've been here 24 years. Yeah. So early on, there were 70 of us. Wow. Um, at Jo Man when When we were in the room, wow! Our son was six months old when we came, and he's now married and on staff. And yeah, we're really grateful.
2: That part of that journey is the um, and all that experience is what we wanted to tap into Mm -hmm. Um, today. When you and I were talking offline about issues that have shaped the culture of our church, things that um, are really meaningful that uh, are easy also to take for granted but things that we can't afford to take for granted because it is part of at the very core who we are called to be as an organization, as a church, as a, as a local body. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of things you could have talked about, but the first thing you jumped on is you said, I want to talk about serving. So, um, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, Let's do two things at the onset, just kind of define what serving is and then tell us what role serving has really played in your faith journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to me, serving is giving your life away. Um, now, that could look many different ways, you know. And so um, it could be a specific serving role, but I think it's also an orientation of the heart um, and how you go about life in general. Um, I think serving has a, a vertical and a horizontal component. So I serve, um, because of what the Lord's done for me and how Christ served me first. Um, but then serving requires another individual. So, um, I guess I could just serve myself, mm-hmm. so I guess it doesn't require it, but to really be serving in a way that Jesus modeled, um, there's someone else. And so that is me serving, lifting up, caring, um, serving for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, um, laying my life down to care for others. I think sometimes we have compartmentalized serving down to a specific role or event. Mm. Um, And I think that's where we get into trouble. Um, And so um, to me, it it is much broader than a serving role, Mm -hmm. you know, or this idea of I serve at church or I serve on our swim team board, so I check the box, Mm -hmm. you know, or I have to go do baseball concessions. This is part of how I serve, you know, at Little League. And so this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that idea is very narrow and that's where we get in some, into some trouble. Yeah, because serving what... for me has been life-changing and life-altering. Yeah,
2: tell us a little bit about just kind of growing up, church, how you viewed serving, yeah. how that changed over the years.
1: Well, growing up, um we were always in church. If the door was open, we were there. Um but we were very much consumer. It was something that we did. Um and so the discipline of going to church was always a part of life. But in my life, I actually did not see the impacts of Sunday and Wednesday beyond those events. Hmm. Um we did not have a um, I would say we have a had a Christian values home, but we did not have a Christ following home. Hmm. And so that put some discord um in my experience. Mm-hmm. Then when we got married, um, And after Mac was born, he was six months old, we started looking for churches here in Greenville. And um, the very first church we went to was a very established church. Um, And it was great because I came and I handed my son to a nursery volunteer, and the same nursery volunteer handed him back to me after he had slept with her on her shoulder um, in the rocking chair the entire service. And I was thrilled as a young mom. Like, that was all I wanted. Um, Then the next week, we visited Grace. Um, and at that point in time, there were you know, 70, 80 people. Um, we came in. I had that same sweet six-month-old son um, that nobody else was really taking care of outside of family.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we walked in, and the nursery um, was in a hallway. The nursery was not really what we would call a nursery, but it was a location to drop your kids. And yeah. so we did, um, and I was very uncomfortable. Um, I gave my son to a man, which I had not done before. Um, and, you know, it wasn't a very comfortable environment. So yeah. we went to service um, or went to the worship service and um, because my husband told me we had to, <laughs> <laughs> so we left, we left Mac there. We went in, um, heard teaching like we had never heard before and came back. I share that because, right after that, I got involved in serving in the nursery because I wanted to know who had my kid. Yeah. You, <laughs> you want know? to know who that man was. Uh, it was odd to me. There was a big man taking my kid, yeah. <laughs> you know, and now he's still here. Um, mm-hmm. One of the sweet things that was the Andersons, that was Charlie mm-hmm. Anderson mm. um, and still serving at our church um, and has had my kids a couple different times throughout children's ministry in their life. So very grateful for him. But at the onset, I had no idea who he was, um, why he would be back there and who else was going to be taking care. Um, mm-hmm. And, it was obvious they needed us. Mm -hmm. Um, so Wes quickly got plugged into, um, the worship team. He was on drums within a couple weeks at best. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was serving on the rotation back in the nursery. Um, and that hooked us like we were back, you know, and we would come back week after week because we had a responsibility at that point. It was more about being needed. Um, than really the motivation of anything else yeah. is that I was needed. I needed to fill that responsibility. And so I would keep coming mm. and it brought us back, um, into church and took us away from college football games and weekends spent traveling the team, um, because we had a responsibility and we had some place to be. Mm.
2: And there were people on the other end of those responsibilities that you were serving and caring for.
1: Mm at that point I didn't really care about them if I'm honest (laughs) I mean I was just trying to make sure I was doing what I was supposed to do I had a high level of responsibility Mm -hmm. um and I did like being needed Mm -hmm. you know so it fed an idol um it took me a while to actually learn to care (laughs) about the people I was serving how did that how (laughs) did that change for you um you know I think that came later um probably when I had more of a women's ministry role Mm -hmm. um, because I was diving into scripture in a new way. Mm -hmm. Um, As I said, I'd grown up in church. Um, It was something that we did, but it didn't really impact our daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, I started serving with the women's ministry team really to bring my organizational skill um, to the team and enjoyed that. But they started the meetings with what is God teaching you? Well, we all sat in the same service on mm-hmm. Sunday. Right. right now, he's teaching us Ruth. What's what's the question? Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. I was like, I didn't understand this idea of self-feeding mm-hmm. and and being in the scriptures and expecting God to do something. And so, I had to start reading <laughs> so that I'd have an answer yeah. <laughs> the next time it came around. Mm-hmm. And I started um, loving really reading scripture for myself, not just what I was being taught. And then it started to make sense. All mm-hmm. the one another's of scripture, um, caring for one another, bearing one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that came to life. Um, and I started caring about those that I was serving. Yeah. It was Through no the lens longer of serving. You yeah, began caring about, began, began to folks. understand that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that was the big piece for me that, that flipped a switch.
2: So I think that's so helpful thinking about how scripture becomes alive when you're putting it into application, it's basically what you're talking about. Um, can you think about some other scriptures that were really fundamental in changing your your view from that self-orientation towards that orientation to others?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as I studied prior, it was really knowledge-based. It was kind of flat you know, because I wasn't needing to apply it. Um, and as mm-hmm. I started reading, especially in the New Testament, when Paul's letters started to make, a lot of sense to me um, in ways they had not prior. Um, When I specifically think of Colossians, um, there's a spot, I think it's in chapter one, um, verses 28 and 29. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That is why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. And there was something about that that struck me as not only the motivation, but also Paul saying it's hard and it's struggle. I think so often um, when I was recruited to serving roles or people are talking about it, we, it's like, this, this is easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, come. Right. And um, all we need you to do is to serve on this um, spot For an hour a week, you know, it'll be an easy thing to do. You can do this, Mm. you know. Um, And what I found was denying myself, going when I didn't want to go. Or, you know, like I said, I spent seven years in the nursery, like in the baby nursery. (laughs) So when service would go long, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, and parents weren't picking up quickly because they had a conversation after a long service, I mean, my temptation would easily be, come get this kid, Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I'm tired of, you know, your child's crying. This is difficult. And then realizing, no, you know, it's supposed to be, mm. <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I'm caring for this child. I'm caring for this family. They need to connect. Um, and serving isn't easy. Mm-hmm. The Christian life isn't easy, you know? Um, and so those start, things started coming to life. Yeah. You know? That's good.
2: Yeah. I like that. thinking about how many times we start a sentence with all you need to do is and and when we when we lead that way we're really gutting a, a big part of what God's intention is for serving which is to force us into self-denial as opposed to self-fulfillment and i think your story begins to explain a real real practical example of how that works for a, for a lot of us
1: yeah and i think you know we all start somewhere you right. know? and so we may start in a place that's that's easy mm-hmm. or a spot that really isn't motivated out of love um it really is even our our own fulfillment like hey i'm really gifted in fill the blank you know and so i Administration. really just yeah so i just want to do that yeah you know um but there might be a need somewhere else mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and being able to recognize, okay, I actually need to meet this need. This isn't really, I'm capable. I may not be gifted. I may not find it easy. Um, I think often using our gifts, which are, are for the body, um, it is often easy. So to me, that's a difference in serving. Um, serving is is laying down my life for someone else mm-hmm. you know um and so that that sh- that's not easy <laughs> you know i i want to preserve my life i yeah, want right. to preserve my comfort and um so i think when we are recruiting you know when we have a a, a role i would say the worst thing to say is we just need like mm. i don't want the word just <laughs> you know because if you if anyone can do it then go find anyone <laughs> leave yeah. me out of it you know i mm-hmm. want an opportunity to do something unique i want an opportunity to really to be a part of something bigger, you know? mm-hmm. and I think we all do. We're created mm-hmm. to be a part of something bigger, right? And so when we say, "I just need you to to stand here and hand out," you know, um, bulletins. We don't do that anymore, you know. But mm-hmm. I need you to stand at the door and greet. You know, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that minimizes that impact. You yeah. know, um, I, sometimes it's it's that person recognizing you on week two that you walked back through the door and they say, "It's good to see you again." Mm-hmm that draw somebody in, you know, so it's not just greeting, Mm -hmm. you know, that's sharing and serving and caring and, and recognizing. Mm -hmm. So I think we make a mistake. And Mm -hmm. then I think the other thing that we do often is we don't release and call people into serving, Mm -hmm. you know, when we find our niche, you know, and we feel really good about what we're doing, um, we start to find fulfillment in it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and releasing and calling somebody else to it Mm -hmm. can be difficult. And so I think leaders make that mistake um, also and it it robs them of an opportunity right you know it's it's selfish to not invite people in mm-hmm.
2: and I think what you're touching on there is the difference between discipleship which is where we are growing mm-hmm. in how we follow trust depend on Jesus and become more like Jesus and just fill a role yeah. quote unquote vol- volunteer like you talked yeah. about with mm-hmm. the little league or the PTA. So we just, we just plug in a role and, and meet a, meet a need. And there's nothing really transcendent about it. It's a, it's a checkbox, but with serving, we're talking about something that is critical to our walk with Christ, critical to becoming fully formed into the image of Christ. And so, um, that's why we wanted to talk about why this is such an important discipleship issue that grows your devotion to God. Um, Let's talk about thoughts on why, why now, why this is such an important topic for us as a, as a church. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I think for us as a church, there are two components that I think of initially. One, um, we are in a place where God has given us a number of resources. And it is quite humbling to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a temptation though that comes with that that, um, we can outsource, especially we can outsource the things that maybe we don't like to do that aren't as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, can you give some examples of that? Yeah. You know, for one to me is childcare. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the ability to pay for childcare workers, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's great and we need it. I remember being that young mom. Um, but I think there's also, an opportunity for me now to be in a different season and to go, you know what? I do remember what that was like. Mm-hmm. Why don't I come serve? And I'll cover, um, so parents can go to re-engage, you know, and that we not outsource and just pay for everything that can mm-hmm. be done or flipping rooms in between the services or events, you know, um, I, st- still really enjoy the pack in, pack out. And I haven't done it for a while, so mm-hmm. I can enjoy something in reflection. <laughs> right. you know? right. But there was something to that side by side. And I'd have conversations with people that would only happen in that environment, mm-hmm. you know, because we're both literally moving chairs, right. you know, and you get to just have a conversation that wouldn't naturally strike up any other time. I think the other thing about why now, um, coming out of COVID, um, it has been really interesting to me to watch volunteer teams come back, which teams come back quickly and which ones do not. Mm-hmm. And so I think it has revealed um, and it's given us a gift of awareness that we did not have prior. Many of us were just doing routine. Um, there's that just again, <laughs> you know. We right. were we were working through because it was in our schedule. It wasn't necessarily intentional. Mm-hmm. I think we we were guilty um, of adjusting serving roles um, to be easy, um, to fit in schedules without asking folks to deny um, their own preferences as much. I mean, that's one of the things that I think helped us grow so much was really going over we can't be at every Carolina game. Mm-hmm. You know. We can't travel and do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, as our kids aged, that was, you know, meant there were times that we would send Mac with another family to a baseball tournament, mm-hmm. you know, because we had the priority of being here. Um, right. And I think our family grew from that. Mm-hmm. I think, I know we grew from that. Um, and so as we've come out of COVID, we're seeing serving roles that were easy to fit in your schedule are also easy to leave out of your schedule. Mm -hmm. And so if we were on a convenient rotation, you know, um, a lot of those volunteers didn't come back. Mm -hmm. It wasn't purposeful. It wasn't something um, that was as meaningful because it just kind of fit. One of the things that I noticed our mosaic volunteers were back as soon as the doors Mm open. I think they signed up to do something that would be hard. They knew it. And they were, but they were bought in. They wanted to be there. They want to serve the families. They want to serve the individual. And they came back as soon as we opened the doors. Mm. Um, so I think it has helped us reveal our own hearts and what is our motivation for serving. Am I serving because I'm supposed to, you know, or am I serving because I want to? Mm. I serve because this is what the Lord did for me.
0: Find something in here, Chris. I've got a minute. Here. This is where Scott asks a question
2: it's really insightful to talk about how having resources as a church can put you in a routine that even through a serving role where you find comfort, because I think that's our default is Mm -hmm. to, to push towards comfort. And I think that comfort is the enemy of growth and change. And so discipleship is all about growth and change and, becoming more and more like Jesus. And so like this thing that was intended to be a good thing, we turn into something that becomes very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when it's comfortable to leave it, we leave it. And, and so I thought that was, I think that was really um, well stated that it, we've adjusted it and made it easy. So it's not as disruptive of an element as it's supposed to be.
1: When I think when we start finding comfort in these different roles, we exchange that for Christ's comfort. Yes, let's talk like about that. We don't ever have to have his comfort. Right. <laughs> I don't need it because right. this is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the hardship. Um that you have to lean on him, you know, and to say, you know, I need your comfort because this is difficult, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think all serving has to be painful. I'm not trying to turn us into, you know, these major martyrs, but I think we have to, to prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Um, It needs to be an intentional part of our life. It needs to be sacrificial. Um, And I think it, it gives us that opportunity to realize, oh, I'm actually, I'm valuing myself over someone else, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go today, because it's raining, and I don't, I don't want to stand outside in the rain, I mean, I love that our parking team does all that they do in the rain, I love that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I pull up, and I'm like, okay, I feel, I feel cared for, mm-hmm. you know, um, I feel seen, you know, that's, that's a great gift, um, which they could have easily, you know, Called out because of the rain, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of it, I think that that'll be a time that they look back and um, be able to see a way that they laid it down for somebody mm-hmm. else. And yeah. again, even the discomfort that I'm talking about, I mean, we just studied Stephen, mm-hmm. right? Right. I have a hard time, right, saying Stephen's, you know, sacrifice. And I got here an hour early mm-hmm. <laughs> to set up. <laughs> you know, we're we don't have an awful lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to lay it down.
2: Right, and this is (laughs) an entry gate, like you said, for something to go from being very, very um, static to very dynamic, Mm -hmm. for from that outlook that's oriented towards the self to an outlook oriented to others, and it doesn't happen right away, but you got to get started, you got to get involved, and and it can change over time, and. You can have a lot of motivation and heart change over time, mm-hmm. but you got to get involved. You got to get going in order to make that happen. And mm. so
1: then even true. learn what you're good at.
2: Mm. Right. That's right.
1: You know, I mean, I had no idea that there were some things that I actually could do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I started entering in Excel, you know, because that's what I like to do. And so um, that was something easy. I, you know, started with the nursery because there was a need, but I've learned through these different things opportunities and serving roles and feedback being given from others that I do have some other ways to, to serve and to, to give. Um, and so I've learned stuff about myself through that mm-hmm. um, that I would not have learned otherwise. There wouldn't have been an opportunity.
2: And that's one reason why we want to have a, a multi-congregation model is because when you split things off and make things smaller and make things more local, you need more hands, you need mm-hmm. more people, you need folks doing things that they don't maybe they're not as familiar with or they don't know how to do and serving one another, go back to those one another's like you talked about in the context of the local church for a transcendent purpose is a great place to do that. Mm-hmm. Like where else do you have the opportunity to really, really do that? Um, and so that again, fits into the, the why even of our, of our church model. Mm. Um, talk, let's talk a little bit about, the tension between serving and leading mm-hmm. and where where does our leadership need to have these serving principles always baked into them and 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 how can we where do we run the risk of losing some of that
1: well I think again serving the different serving opportunities bring out your different skills and your gifts. Um, and that's one I would have never thought I had any leadership. You know, I really prefer the background, mm-hmm. you know, um, I always wanted food at events because it gave me something to talk to the next person about because I'm not really good at stirring conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it's serving helps give those opportunities and you often, over time, begin leading. So, if you've done something for a long time, you know you you end up having more responsibility. You end up leading. I think if our leaders look at leading as a end itself, I'm a leader now. Um, I don't serve; I lead. Um, that's a it's a poor outlook mm-hmm. um, because again, you're back to yourself in this accomplished you know spot. Yeah a good leader serves others, Mm -hmm. you know, um, any power that we have should be power for others. Good, not our own, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, you know, in these different roles where we are leading, um, we need to have an orientation to serve those that we are leading, um, to, to care for them, to live out those one another's, um, and to make sure that we are also sacrificing, mm-hmm. you know, for some of us leading is sacrificing, you know, right. no. um, it's not something we even enjoy doing <laughs> by yeah. any means. And so it's so, not an end. It's not an end, yeah. you know? Um, and so that's the piece of that self-reflection and allowing mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to go, okay, you're, you're, again, you're sliding into comfort, mm. you know, um, you know, this, you're good at this. This is easy. You need to go do something else. Um, One spiritual discipline I have added in my age um, is learning a new, I'll say a new um, skill um, or just a new hobby every year. Um, So one of the years was pottery, Mm -hmm. you know, where I would go and I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I was going was to be in a position um, of making mistakes over and over and allowing someone else to teach me, hmm. uh, because I had been in a position of starting to give answers all the time. So intentionally looking for a spot to go, go do something else, hmm. not in a place that you're leading, in a place that you are receiving, um, so that you're continuing to know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, you know that I don't start to lead out of a out of an arrogance, but out of a humility mm-hmm. um, and remember both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I think our, our leaders need to recognize, are they modeling um, or are we, um, are we prescribing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, if I'm saying this is what a spiritual life looks like, this is what you should do. <laughs> yeah, I think... Scripture says, follow me as I follow, you Mm -hmm. know, Christ. So it should be me doing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, all of these things. And if, if I'm leading you in some way, it's being modeled for you. Mm -hmm. It's not being prescribed. Um, and so, um, I think the other thing for our staff as we are, um, you know, charged with leading ministries, um, that we remember, um, First, we are serving the Lord. You know, we're not filling boxes. Um, but if we start looking at our members as ways to complete our ministry um, or fill boxes, um, I have a I have a I have a hole here. <laughs> I say recruiting to a hole is a terrible way right. because again, you've missed the heart of serving. Mm-hmm. You've missed the discipleship opportunity. You can meet with that person, find out what what they are good at, find out what they're passionate about, find out their weaknesses. Sometimes you actually want to use their weakness um, and say, Hey, this is a spot that we can grow. You know, let's try this, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll walk with you. Let's, let's do this. And so it's not a matter of just filling boxes and um, making things happen. But it's drawing people closer to Christ through yeah. their serving.
2: Yeah. Placing people in roles is very different than developing to be yes. developing them to be more devoted followers of Jesus. Absolutely. And one is definitely easier than the other. But yeah. it goes back to do I have a posture your very definition of serving? Am I humble before God? And am I serving him because of what he's done in my life? And because of that I am Um, I have an obedience, I have an obligation to love and serve others. And the way that I do that is actually through serving, not for my own self-fulfillment, but for the good of others, for the glory of God and for the building up of his kingdom. Mm. And it's just so interesting to me how we take good things and we we turn them and can corrupt them, Mm -hmm. which is just the story of creation. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's really, I love that idea behind are we um, modeling or are we prescribing?
0: This is where Chris Rivers asked the question, is there anything else you want to add before we close?
1: I think if we look to see the way Jesus served, you know, um, I mean, it's really hard to look at the cross and then say mm, that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do that this week um, because we have this event going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he laid it down, and I don't think we will get to the end of life and regret serving another person. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's been a pushback that we've experienced. Um, you know, um, with kids growing up and you know, having events and understanding the busyness of life, you know, um, what is travel ball and all those things. Um, but I know that, that that formed our family. It also formed our kids, you know, um, getting in the car, you know, and saying, hey, you, you got to be ready to go. Um, and you being late is now impacting all of these people. Mm-hmm. So this so isn't true. just about you. Get your shoes yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go, <laughs> you know. And... Both, I mean, by God's grace, both of our kids are here and they're serving. You know, they don't despise the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. That's but really I think great. they they learned the value of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, they learned the community that is there for them through serving and being a part.
0: Man, so good. Thank you so much for sharing and being here with us. I've gotten a lot out of this. So appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting channel so you can be updated with each new episode. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this, please consider sharing it with them. And if you have questions or want access to any additional resources to help you dive deeper into this subject, be sure to check out our podcast page at gracechurchsc.org forward slash why discipleship. If we can help you answer any questions about this episode or want us to discuss something in a Future episode, email us at whydiscipleship at gracechurch sc.org. Hey, thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.